September 2nd. College football is here. We got games tonight, so obviously we will hand out our picks today for the week one card, as we will do every Thursday. Warren and Ryan here, we will talk that. We'll talk some Bishop Sycamore. Uh, that story is pretty crazy. I will say I am kind of tired of it, but uh, we'll talk about it because it is, it is nuts and whatever else is going out there we will touch on as well check us out spotify apple podcast and the iHeartRadio podcast episode ryan how is it uh, how's it going did you keep your perfect college football streak alive last night if you i i did i i played uab um uh and uh, they they blew out jacksonville state <clears throat> uh credit to uh Credit to the guys over at Pick Central, uh, Big Ev and Mush. They got a little tip, tipped off the rest of us. And so I played it and uh, it ended up hitting being correct. So I, I, I unofficially 7-0, and officially 6-0. and But uh, yeah, we're, we're riding hot so far uh, this season. It's been, a, it's been a nice little ride, nice little start. Pad the pocketbook a little bit for the rest of the season. For sure, for sure. I was on UAB as well uh, last night. I was telling people to take it. And then when they didn't score at all in the first quarter, they're like, this is a bad pick. I'm like, guys. Are you watching the game? UAB should be up like 14 nothing. They dropped a touchdown on the first play of the game. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, yeah, that it's game could have been 50 to nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the... How long is it going to take for Jackson State? Jackson State could play all night and they're not going to score. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is uh, that. Is that. Um, hard knocks. I don't think we really touched on that. Did you watch it this week? Stunk. Well, I thought they were going to do, see, the problem with it is I understand cuts is hard, but I would have liked to seen some cut downs because now we got to wait a week. I know they like to do that the final final episode, but like Mm -hmm. we already know it. And if they're going to be there another week, why don't we see what they're doing for prep for week one? Or if I guys, I I think most of the teams are giving guys off this weekend, but like something like that. Um, It was way shorter than the other one, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. It's uh it, it was like I said, it's it, nothing really been uh, nothing's really been super uh, exciting or, or anything like that. So, yeah, it's it is what it is. They, I'm surprised they didn't do more Jerry. I thought they would do like Jerry's. A but star. See, that's like, yeah, He's and, and, and that's a problem. I think that's the problem is the owner is the star when I don't think that should be the case. Well, I mean, probably not. But when it's the Cowboys, you're getting Jerry. That's what it is. That's what he built it on. He's the face yeah. of the franchise and he is. Like you want to see if everyone loved seeing him get the uh, McGriddle, whatever, salt in the McGriddle. Like you heard him talk about Whataburger at the credits. That was funny. Um, but that was the only time you saw him. Like it was funny the week week three when he's, they're flying the helicopter to the game and Steven's late. So they got to go back and pick Steven up and they like he ribs Steven or whatever about that. Like some more Joneses. I, like, I know I'm, I'm tired of the Jones, but they're at least interesting to watch or whatever if you're going to do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things I other I started to watch was uh, the 100 foot wave. I don't know if you've seen that, Ryan, but that is definitely worth the time. Yeah, no, I haven't. Not familiar with it. Oh, so it's on HBO and it's these guys. It's this guy, the surfer that he was looking to surf the 100 foot wave. And it's like it goes back to 2001 and 2002 and how he's trying to find the 100-foot wave and what he's gone to to do that. I'm only one episode in, but I think there's four episodes or five episodes on HBO Max, but the first episode was very, very good. Right on. Um, So, yeah, uh, do that. All right, let's uh, get into the college football here. We are back. 16 games tonight. Big, 
big, big first big slate we've had since uh, 2019. It feels like college football season. Uh, the usual suspects, obviously, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson in the mix. Oklahoma is a hot is I think the favorite to win the national title this year. Not even that I really buy that, but um, there and there, Georgia's in there, and then those are like the big five. And then A and M could make it. I think A and M is going to be pretty good. It pains me to say it, but I think A and M is going to be pretty good this year. Um, but what are your thoughts overall from a from a thirty thousand foot view on the season? Uh, just I mean, as a whole, I mean, I I think we're going to see a lot of the usual suspects up at the top. I know there's been a lot of talk about a group of five team maybe cracking and at least pushing for um maybe you know at least pushing for maybe getting a, a, a consideration for a playoff spot i just don't think that's going to happen until they expand the the playoffs um a lot of people are saying if cincinnati runs the table that they should be in consideration but i think even if that happens you're going to need maybe like a two lost conference champion or something for that to you know maybe happen <clears throat> so i think we're again we're gonna see the usual suspects at the top ou ohio state alabama clemson uh throw georgia in there just to you know if something something Tricky might happen out in the SEC East, um, and uh, you know if you want to throw A and M in there, they, I mean the 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 uh, road still runs through Bama, and until they until I see any kind of falter from them, I ain't counting them out. So you can just kind of book them in there for the SEC West champion, I, in my opinion, because um, yeah, I, I don't think A and M is going to run the table, and I think that's what it's going to take in the SEC West to get to that conference championship game. But uh, I think Ohio State's good. Uh, I do think there are teams that are nipping at their heels. Uh, I think Iowa is going to be very good. I think Wisconsin's going to be very good. Uh, but I still think they're the they're the the top of the class there, the Big Ten, the Pac-12. I mean UCLA. I know their their competition wasn't great, but it, it kind of felt like the Chip Kelly of old a little bit the way that offense was humming. Uh, so maybe keep an eye on them a little bit. Uh, you know, we'll see what we can get from USC. Oregon is kind of being talked about a lot as as the old Oregon teams again. I don't know if I necessarily see that right out the gates. Uh, but it's, it's again, a lot of your usual suspects and then a lot of the teams that are up and coming. I think Minnesota takes a step back this year. I know they're only a 14 uh, point dog to Ohio state this weekend. Um, but I, you know, I think that, I think that number is a little small. I don't think they're, they're quite, quite there yet. Um, but, uh, that's kind of, like you said, my, uh, my over overview of, of what I've seen and thought so far. One of the things, though, is the main other mm -hmm. than three of the main contenders all have pretty much new quarterbacks that we are. Well, D DJ Ogugalele, we saw him last year when Trevor Lawrence was out, but CJ Stroud and Bryce Young for Ohio State and Alabama, we pretty much are getting new quarterbacks. JT Daniels pretty much of the contenders is the only really guy that we know of Haynes King is at A&M. The thing about A&M is they got Alabama at home and you got to think sooner or later, they're going to be bound to beat Alabama at home. And this year their defense, the Aggie defense is really, really good. And that, that is uh, what's going to propel them to uh, if they are going to beat Bama. I don't look, I don't think they're going to win the West. I think they have a shot to beat Bama, but then they'll go true Aggie way and lose two games in the SEC. Um, out there, that's what they'll do. But if they are going to beat them, it's going to be behind their good defense, their great defensive line as well. And I, so Jimbo signed his contract extension. He's to 2031 now, and he's making like nine million a year. Um, and they're pretty much saying that this is so. If he left, they would he would have to pay some of the money back, or they he wouldn't get the full payday. If Jimbo doesn't win a national championship at A&M, it's a, it's, it's a failure. I'm, I'm declaring the Jimbo era 
national championship or bust. I'm not saying when they're going to win it. If he's going to be there for five more years, six more years, the contract runs run through 2021, 2031. I don't think he's going to be there for 10 more years. But if Jimbo doesn't win a national championship, let alone make it to the playoff, it's a failure. He, they they got at least make it to the playoff. And I'm putting championship or bust on Jimbo's reign at the Aggies. He's only one. He's one of three coaches that are active in college football. They have won the national title, and that's what they went out there. Um, that's why they signed him to that huge $75 million contract to win a national championship. And he doesn't do it. I'm saying it. It's a failure. You're forgetting Mac Brown in that. In that group. Oh, Mac Brown. Sorry. Uh, um, so I would, uh, you know, I would disagree that it's championship or national championship or bust. Because, um, I mean, when's the last time AM even came close to even sniffing, you know, the playoff? long the last year true yeah okay that's fair i mean when in in jimbo's year with with kellen mon his third year um but i think you gotta start with some baby steps win the west first get it get a get an sec west championship under your belt first and uh i think i mean as long as nick is nick saban's there you're i'm I'm, it's not smart money to bet against nick saban you're not going to make any money betting against him so you know as long as saban's there if he's there another four or five six years it's going to be Alabama's conference to win. It's going to be, you know, more times than not, Alabama's national championship to lose. And uh, so, you know, I think it's, you know, the, every, every year that Jimbo's been there, you've seen incremental increases in, uh, in uh, you know, how good they've been in, in their success. So I think maybe they do take that step forward this year again, and maybe they are able to to crack that that uh, barrier of making the playoff. But again, I think that road still goes through goes through Alabama. And so until they slip up, until Nick Saban retires, you know, it's it's you're going to be hard pressed to to get me to convince to convince me that if Jimbo doesn't win a national championship, that it's a failure. I probably went a little strong, but at least make the playoff. And I know you got yeah, hundred percent. I, yeah. I know you got to at least take off Bama one year, but. I know, I know Saban is great, but they, they're going to have a down year. They didn't make the playoff. I know Tua got hurt, but they were on the border missing the playoff in Tua's last year. They lost early on and they were, they were teetering then. And then he got hurt and and things kind of unraveled or whatever, but it's not like, yes, they have been pretty dominant as of late with all the national titles, but there are the years in there where things can kind of go awry. And that's when you got to fit. That's when you got to slide in there. And this might, I'm not saying it's going to be the year, but if there was a year, maybe this is it for them. I know, um, look, I think, I think Bama's losing a game in the regular season. I said, I think they're going under, they're, they're not going uh, perfect. They're going under 11 and a half wins. But if there's a time, this is coming up, this is, this is it. And the whole thing is A&M, they've got all the resources. They've got, the, they, they put everything in to be a perennial national championship contender. That's, they got the coach. They got the facilities, they got the stadium, they got everything. It's that's what they're trying to do. And if the guy that they did didn't, I think it's going to be. I'm not saying it's not uh, money well spent, but it's going to be. People are going to be d- disappointed. Yeah, no, I could agree with that. Um, but yeah, no, I think like I think there's a lot of things to be excited for, like to see the quarterback C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I think that's really cool. JT Daniels, I think Georgia is going to be really good this. I think Georgia, this is the year they finally get over the hump. I think they're going to win the SEC, um, and I, I think they get over the hump and make it. They win the SEC they, and make think, the playoff. They made the, playoff the SEC before. champion. Huh? You think they're going to be the SEC champion? Yeah. Wow. Okay. No, no team in the SEC East is even close to them. 
No, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's why. I mean, I think for sure they're going to be the SEC East champion. But uh, to don't you know, they have like it... the don't they have the best quarterback in the SEC or second or third? I mean, they got it's him right. no, or they, Matt yeah, they, Corral. Yeah, no, they probably have the best quarterback in the in the SEC for sure. But uh, that's you know that's that's a take. I I, mean, I don't. Well, I don't think it's really that big a hot take. That I, I didn't, I didn't say hot. I said that's a take. I said that's a take. I, mean, I, um, I don't think. I think that's a pretty common take, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say it was a hot take. I said it was yeah. a take. Um, no, I think their defense is really, really good. Um, and whatever the game against Clemson is, yeah, if they lose that, uh, their margin for error for the net for the for the playoff slims down but it doesn't do anything for the sec and i think i think they're gonna this is the year kirby smart doesn't pee down his leg and i think they're gonna win the uh i think they're gonna win the sec championship i think this is the this is the year they finally do it um but uh yeah no i'm ex- I, I i think there's a lot of good storylines and then what do you think about oklahoma i know everyone's riding them hard i know they they got an easy well, i don't want to say easy road they have they have uh iowa state but i don't are you are you has your tune changed on Spencer Rattler? I know you were you weren't you weren't the hottest on him. Uh, not really. I mean, he's still going to be one of the most aggressive quarterbacks in the NFL, or excuse me, in the NCAA. You know, as far as taking shots and, and trying to force the ball. So you're going to get a lot of stuff that you see with you know the gun the gunslinger type of quarterbacks that, that we always talk about, where you're going to see some some boneheaded uh, interceptions, but then you're going to see some plays that you're just like, holy crap, I can't believe that guy just made that throw. So I think uh, you know that. Paired with, I think OU is going to have a good defense this year, um, you know, and, and everything they're doing down there with Lincoln Riley. Like you said, it is an, you know, quote unquote, easy road. I think, I don't think Iowa State's going to be able to hang with them. I think that's probably a low scoring game, but I don't think it's, uh, you know, going to be, I don't think you're going to, it's going to be a nail biter or barn burner towards, you know, till the end of the game. I think that's the game they usually win. They should be able to run the table in the Big 12. Um, their non-conference schedule isn't very tough either, if I remember correctly. I don't think they have anybody uh, big time there. So, uh, you know, pencil them in if they, you know, once they run the table or if they do run the table, I think they, uh, you know, they're they're right at the top, you know, two or three as far as a team making the playoffs. So my tune as far as Spencer Rattler hasn't changed a whole lot, but still, like I said, you're going to see a lot of those big plays that you're like that that are going to amaze you because the guy does have arm talent for sure. Yeah, well, their their big non-conference game is Nebraska. It's the uh... Uh, whatever, forty-year anniversary of the game of the century, I think thirty years, something like that. I don't know. They're they're doing they, that game. I might hit triple digits. It might, but their their thing was, hey, we're scheduling this for the game of the century, hoping Nebraska steps up, and they uh, Nebraska has not uh, stepped up. I I think this year is huge for Lincoln Riley. How they Oklahoma? If there's a team that has done, they're the they 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 make the playoff because they don't have a they don't have a hard conference to make and then they just get obliterated whenever they make the playoff. They they have to win. They got to win a game in the playoff. And this is I think it's like they're not going to fire Lincoln Riley, but there's a big year for him to prove that he he can win a game in the playoff. Because look, if you win another Big Twelve championship, no one really cares. You're you're the favorite. You should do it. I think they might be like plus one twenty to win it. Them and Iowa State are pretty are pretty even, I would think, and or they're plus 135 because people are really believing in Iowa State. And I like Iowa State, but they got to win. They got to win a game in the playoff, Oklahoma does. They 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 have to put up or shut up time to win a game uh, in the playoff because that's the whole thing. Everyone's like, oh, Oklahoma makes it, but they never do anything. And that's, that's the thing that really uh, 
I don't want to say hurts them on a national level, but it just no one really respects them other than just oh, all right, you're in the Big Ten or you're in the Big Twelve, uh, beat up on those teams, and then um, whatever. Okay, they're minus one seventy to win the Big Twelve. I just looked it up. Uh, I thought they were closer to even money, but I I, I think they got to win a playoff game this year. I don't know if they can, but this is the year they gotta they gotta do it to shut up the haters or to to validate what they do up there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the cards. What do you got? Uh, oh, what I got I got one other thing before we get into the cards. Now I think this is a hot. I don't know if this is a hot take or not. But <laughs> wait, stand behind it. <laughs> well, I don't. You have to be the judge of this. Judge of this. Everybody. The the take it college game day, not that great a show for being honest. It really sucks. No one has the guts to say it. Yeah, it gets you in the mood. Whatever a three pregame shows in general suck, and a three hour one. Yeah, the setting at the college campus is very cool. And like I went to game day when I was at Mississippi State, very cool. I'm not taking like if it goes to the school. I'm all in, but just watching from a general, like on your couch, whatever, the three hour show, it sucks. It stinks. So that is a hot take. Um, I think you're correct when saying three hours is just way too long. Um, I think an hour might be a little too short, though. Maybe like an hour and a half, like 90 minutes leading up, I think might be good because I mean, they cover a lot of stuff. The problem is when they start adding all the fluff and the, the, uh, the heartfelt stories and the what used to be Tom Rinaldi, which is now, I think Gene Wojciechowski who does a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you know, I agree somewhat. I think it's a great show. I think it, or great is probably you know stretching a little bit. I think it's good. I think it's fun. Like you said, the atmosphere is fun. The signs, everything, the whole, the whole, the whole kind of thing encompassing College Game Day is fun. Um, now, as far as the substance of the show itself, like I said, not bad, not great. I'm all set on Lee Corso. Like I get it. He's got a shtick and he's been doing it for the last 35 years or 40 years, however long it's been. And so he's just going to keep cashing the check as long as they're writing it. So hat tip to him. Um, uh, who's the, uh, who's the Michigan guy there? Desmond uh, Howard. Desmond Howard. I think I'm kind of set on him. Like he, he's got a bag of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like he brings nothing to the table uh, except for just picking Michigan to win at every single game <laughs> and win the national championship every single game. Um, and, you know, Herbie's great. Um, I'd like um, uh, the, the uh, Chris, Chris, uh, I like Chris Felica too at the desk, but uh, yes, I like that. The, uh, the main guy, the, the guy that hosts Chris it. Reese Davis. Reese Davis. Who's who used to host Chris it? Fowler. Chris Fowler. That's They're literally guy. the exact same the exact same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I do like Reese Davis. I liked him when he was on baseball tonight when he used to do a lot of stuff on ESPN and Sports Center. Uh, so you know, him switching over to a college game day has been fine. I really was really big fan of Chris Fowler. I like when he calls games with Herb Street. And uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, not a not a not a I think it's a I think it is a little bit of a hot take, but I don't think it's a crazy take. Um and look, I will say at 10 50, at 10 50. I'll tune in. I'll. I want to see the headgear pick. I think it's a good bit. I want to see him pick the games. I'll. I'll tune in for that. I'm. I'm not saying I. I, I like that part. That now bringing in the, the celebrities or whatever, depending who it is, that could be a little, uh, whatever. But but the headgear is a great bit. I'm still in on that. I just think the overall, just everyone's like, oh my god, college game day on my TV. Everything's right. Yeah, you get in a rhythm. I just. I, for me in general, I've, I don't really watch any of the pregame shows, no matter mm. even like going to NFL today, NFL Sunday countdown, any of those I'm, I'm, I'm out on just those in general. I just don't, I just really, 
do not care about what uh, what they have to say. But that yeah, that's what I was uh, uh, s- sitting on right there. Okay, I'd ra- I'd rather watch the Premier League or F one or qualifying or whatever um, than that. All right, what is your uh, um, how many games we got on the card? We only have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. That's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. I have eleven. Okay. Yeah. No, I figured you'd probably have a big one. I, and matter of fact, I only had four going into it, and I was like, okay, let's do this another. Let's take another another run through. And then I took two more that are heavy favorites, and so I don't know how I feel about them, but we're gonna ride with it anyway. There are a couple that missed the cut. I think on Monday when I looked at it, I was up to like 15 and I knew I was going to have to wind it down, but I took more of them off. And then I took, um, I, uh, I added some more, um, but yeah, no, things have been, uh, it's been fluid over here, um, this week. All right. Why don't you start off? All right. So starting off, uh, I got Boise state plus four and a half against UCF. Little uh, dead mascot di- game. I to think start you're, giving your, you're not giving yourself enough points. That's what I, I saw it at. I thought at six and a half. I looked at. Uh, let me see. Let me let's let's cross reference a couple here. Yeah, I think um, you're. Oh yeah, it is so six short. and a half now. It was four and a half when I got it on there earlier. So a lot of people are buying up UCF. Okay, let's go ahead. I'm looking at six and a half right now. So we're gonna yeah. change that and put it at six and a half. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I got Boise State plus six and a half. Nice little dead mascot game to get the game, get the week started, which you love to see. So Boise State definitely going to outright win against UCF. I uh, have UNC laying five and a half against Virginia Tech. Sam Howell first game out as the almost a consensus number one overall pick, or the, uh, definitely the top quarterback coming out in the draft this year. So I think UNC gets it done. Uh, Mac Brown still in the process of of making UNC a lot lot better than they were when he got there. Uh, Northwestern Michigan State. I have under 46. Michigan State stinks. If they score 10 points, I'll be shocked. And Northwestern's not going to score that many either. I like Iowa minus three and a half against Indiana. I'm surprised that number is as low as it is. Um, I think Iowa, like I said, is probably the second best team in the Big Ten. And I think they give Indiana the business. Now, this is a big one that, again, I added after the fact, after I had my initial card, Cincinnati minus 23 and a half. We talked earlier about how if they if they run the table, they might have a chance to sneak into that top four if they have a little bit of help outside. But if you're going to do that, you got to come out and just absolutely obliterate the teams that you should. And so they should hang up at least, you know, they should beat this team by at least 28, in my opinion, four touchdowns, beat Miami of Ohio. And then I got Coastal Carolina laying five touchdowns and the extra points against the citadel citadel might as well just be like a high school football team at this point yeah they they got shellacked they get shellacked every they played four games last year they got waxed in every one of them hey i got a funny joke the citadel you know who they should play bishop Ew. sycamore oh <laughs> hilarious yeah hilarious hilarious all right we'll get to my card um, we start off tonight. I got a couple games tonight. We will take Rutgers minus 14 and a half against Temple. And we will take the over in Ohio State, Minnesota. Ohio, uh, CJ Stroud. I'm not really worried about him. Ohio State's receivers. I think they got they got a better receive, receiver core. This is not, people are saying, I agree, that uh, they got a better receiving room than a lot of NFL teams, I think. I'd say 10 NFL teams 
I'm not going to name them, but I, I will say 10 NFL teams. They have a better receiving room than uh, than 10 NFL teams. So those are the two games tonight. On Saturday, Oklahoma minus 18 and a half in the first half against Tulane. Look, I hate to be the guy that goes against Tulane. And the whole campus pretty much got destroyed in the hurricane or there's big problems on there. It was, but that was pretty cool. They were going to Tulane to play, but they're having to travel there. I just think Oklahoma is going to blow out Tulane, get off to a hot start. Like Maryland plus three against West Virginia may even sprinkle the money line there. Also like Iowa minus three and a half. I, I agree with you. I don't understand why that line is so, so low. I got Fresno state plus 20 and a half in the over 64. I, I am the other game I was thinking about was San Jose State taking them in the points, but they've been bet down a little bit. And is it recency bias? I mean, they played last week. So you saw them. I know Fresno played UConn and then San Jose State played Southern Utah. Both teams are atrocious, but Fresno, I think they're going to be able to score some points. And that game's an 11 a.m. kick in Oregon. I don't really know how much Oregon's going to be able to get up for that early start. And then Oregon's playing at Ohio State next week. So. Uh, we'll see there. I I do like the over in USC, San Jose State. I like uh, uh, Slovis, the quarterback for USC. Think they can put up some points there. Liberty minus twenty. Now I went to twenty three and a half. Okay, I don't like that. Um, I added a twenty and a half. Something changed because the line moved three spots within the last hour. So I do not take in Liberty off the card. I like Texas State hosting Baylor plus fourteen. Uh, Texas State, Brady McBride, the quarterback. Baylor's offense are starting a, a, a new quarterback. I'm not really buying them. I think Texas State can hold it within two touchdowns. Under 67.5 in Kent State A&M. I think A&M probably scores about 40 points on the Golden Flashes, maybe 49. Uh, Kent's, I, don't, I don't see how Kent is going to be able to score 20 against the Aggies. I think that defense is too good. I know the Kent offense is good. They're just trying to not get hurt. Uh, in this game, this is a collected check game. UCLA plus three against LSU. I like that one uh, last week when I started looking at that one. And then the last game is going to be Ole Miss over 75 and a half. I, the, that line has moved a ton, um, but I, I, I think there's going to be a ton, a ton of points in that one. So over 75 and a half. What, uh, what game, I guess, what game outside of Clemson, Georgia, are you most excited for this week? Because that's obviously the big one. Yeah, that's for sure the big one. I mean, there's a, the fact that we even have some ranked teams going up against each other in week one is is a quite a little bit of a treat, makes things a little a little tasty. Um, before I get to that, I will say the I was I was right in the same line of thinking with you on San Jose State and Fresno State, uh, but for the exact reasons of what you mentioned is why I laid off because they both played last week and it's like well they played you know a couple cupcakes, uh, and so you know like I said I, we're we're right in the same line of thinking, but because of that is the reason why why I pulled off. Um, I don't know. You know, you, again, you get some more Big Ten, Penn State, Wisconsin, after Penn State's terrible year last year. Granted, it was a COVID year, but and then you want to see Wisconsin, they can come out and get things going with um, – uh, God, I just had their quarterback's name right on the top of my list. Uh, uh, Sean Clifford. Uh, no, He's is that Penn who? State's quarterback. No, no, Wisconsin. No, uh, Graham, Graham, Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz, yeah. Uh, you know, see if he can <clears throat> come back out and get things rolling. Kind of, you know, he had a good year last year. Alabama, Florida, you know, that that number is at 20 and they have Miami's win total. We talked about this because I took the under uh, right at like nine and a half or 10, I believe. And uh, so let's see what Derek King. I mean, he might his he might be a little bit slower than he was. 
because his pockets are weighing him down because dude's just signing <laughs> NIL deals left and right down there in, in Miami, which good for him. Uh, so, you know, they, he might, he might be a little easier to catch than he usually is. So that'll be one that, uh, that you like to take a look at too, because you know, what is, what does Alabama have now with their, with their new quarterback coming in, uh, with, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's never with Bryce young. He hasn't played a snap. He's making a million dollars already. And, uh, you know, as a sophomore coming out, sorry, I mean, I know obviously it doesn't matter <clears throat> what year these guys are. Nick Saban's usually been, been able to find pretty good success with, with these guys. And of course, Texas and Lafayette. Because mm-hmm. you got you just, you got to see what Sark is going to do. You got to see what uh, what Texas is going to do against Louisiana Lafayette and kind of set the tone for the season. Is it going to be a nail biter? Is it going to be a blowout? Is it going to be a blowout of the Longhorns getting shit on? So you got you know you definitely want to see uh, see uh, what what's cooking there. And uh, I believe the starter was was Hudson Card is is who they named there. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman, so that that'll be interesting to see. Um, I think they him, said Robinson is going to play too, or Casey Thompson. Sorry. Casey Thompson, okay. He's gonna play as well a little bit. Okay, that's good. You always know whenever you have a good two good quarterbacks, you're you're usually pretty successful. Yes. So that, that should work out for for uh Texas quite a bit. That is a rat line. Eight. Well, what? it what it, it's it, now it's Texas nine and a half. And it started nine and a half? Yeah, I'm looking at it at nine and a half right now. It started at six and a half. I thought at first it opened at 10, then got bet down to like seven. I see on Bavad, it's at eight. Okay. See, um, I'm looking, I was, I'm going off. Uh, so when I looked at that Boise state game earlier, that was where I was looking at the DraftKings sports book and they had four okay. and a half. Now it's up to six, but the, uh, the, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here at six. That's a rat. That's even a bigger, how, how do you not? T- I look, I, I said, I think, I think Lafayette can win, but. Six and a half. I mean, yeah, DraftKings is... Sportsbook has it as eight as well. And now okay. I was looking at I was looking at Yahoo, which has it at nine and a half. Okay. I just think eight. That's just telling you. It's just everyone thinks it's twenty three twenty one. Lafayette is really really good. They beat. We all know they beat Iowa State last year. I just think that is a rat. That's a rat line. I'm just. I just. I can't butt either side. I. I wouldn't. I. I feel like that game is you'll be holding Lafayette eight and a half. And they'll be, they'll be close. They'll be within 10, seven, whatever. They'll be in that 10 point, four point range. And then Texas scores a late touchdown or whatever. And you're holding the bag of plus eight. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, damn, that's, that's it. Now, if you want to do a tease, that might be a game to tease, but I, I just think eight, that is not, that is a bad, I think it's a bad line. Yeah. No, There's, I, yeah. Just a rat line. All right, but we're excited. Uh, big weekend ahead of college football. All right, the other story that's been making wave, uh, making waves across the nation. We glanced on it on Monday, but lots more stuff has come up. Uh, Bishop Sycamore, the fake school in Ohio, the fake prep school. Um, I mean, where to even begin? They were supposed to play Duncanville. That game got canceled. Their their head coach is under arrest. Or as as warrants out for him, then he just uh, he quit. He just he got fired, but I, he ran the school, so he he fired himself. They just I there's so much stuff in it, and honestly, really, I get I'm I I the, the story on Monday was good, and Tuesday I kept up on it, but now I just I really don't care anymore about the story. I know it's fascinating, but I just really don't give a damn anymore about a fake prep school. That uh, 
<laughs> that was out there. It's it's pretty crazy. And I, I really think ESPN, like people are like, how does ESPN do this? How do they let this game on? I think it's pretty easy how ESPN lets this game on. They let a third-party company outsource the games and put it on TV because they have so much programming and it just slips through the cracks. Like that's seriously what I think. I, like the, the CEO or president of ESPN isn't making programming decisions on a high school football game. It's just that slipped through the cracks. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I agree. Um, also, with with your agree, I agree with you saying uh, that you're kind of just over it now. I was I was reading every article posted because it was like, oh, new news about Bishop Sycamore. Oh, this player and parent come out about Bishop Sycamore. This this that and the other. And then now it's like, okay, so it obviously, I think the intentions started out to be good, maybe, and then they realized, hey, you know what, we might be able to get a bag over this, and so that's what they started going for. I've seen similar stuff, not to this, obviously to this uh, extent, but uh, very similar stuff in youth baseball and travel teams and things like that, where coaches way over promise and then way under deliver where it's, Hey, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get these uniforms. We're going to go travel to this tournament, this tournament, that tournament, you know, all expenses paid, yada, yada, yada. And then it comes down to it and it's like, oh, well, yeah, you can cover. Yeah, you have to cover your hotel. But, you know, the, the tournament entry fee is, is still is we got that. And you're getting ready to play your first game. And it's like, hey, where are three uniforms that, you know, we had one button down and one V-neck pullover. And then all of a sudden you're wearing one dry fit pullover for, for a jersey, things like that. And so I've seen similar stuff like this. Um, the fact of it being a quote unquote fake school, I mean, that's exactly what IMG Academy is. They just were able to get a little more funding and actually turn into something, you know, uh, that was legit versus what Bishop Sycamore was, which is just, you know, who knows what. But it, it, like I said, I think the intentions of it starting out were, were fine and, and good. And then they realized they could make a little bit of money over it or m money doing it. But the part that gets me is how they have these like, kids that graduated like two or three years ago playing on this quote unquote prep school team uh, against 16 and 17 year old high school kids. That's the part that I, that really gets to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't understand that at all. And the whole thing is if you want to, you want, I mean, this is, this is not to the extent, but this is right out of the uh, prime prep Academy, the, the Dion prep school here. Um, this is, he, he had a total disaster of a prep school. Um, I don't know if you are aware of that or you read about that, but yeah. he started prime prep. Like this is not to we're scheduling, but they were like UIL ineligible because they were recruiting. Everybody was pretty like guys were arrested for fraud, stealing laptops. Like this is just, there's, you see charter schools like this happen, pop up. I don't want to say all the time, but there are plenty of stories out there about this. And like the, the, and the, the, the Dion and prime prep seems like, is, is one right up there. And this guy, it, it sucks because people have been uh, hoodwinked and bamboozled by this, but they don't even sound like they have enough funding by like, what I, I heard one guy said they had to pay a thousand dollars. The one kid, he went to, uh, he was a quarterback. He went to uh, Youngstown state. They had to pay a thousand dollars, but it was pretty much, he just needed to take like one English class and he would have been fine to keep his eligibility for all those years or whatever. So they didn't even really know if he was taking um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I, right now I really don't have any more. I'm out on reading on it. It just, it's a, it's, and everyone's jokes online. Like I, we get it. Cam, Cam's going to play football at Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> your, your joke's not funny. Like the jokes, they're not funny anymore. They were never funny to begin with, but they're not funny 
six days later. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's where uh, we go. On there. That now, now I will say the first time I saw that someone say Manti Teo's girlfriend graduated yes. from Bishop Sycamore, that yes. was pretty good. That was for good. sure. For <laughs> sure. I will give that. That was very funny. I agree. That joke was the top of the line right there. But then the problem is all the meme accounts or all the content accounts got to just keep doing the same bits. And that's when it just gets killed very yep. quickly. 100 percent. Um, all right. We got some we got some Big 12 news, Ryan, here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. They are they're The Big 12's current preference is expansion, and they are they are so they're so they're down to they're going to be down to eight teams. So they're going to try and get back up to twelve to represent the conference, and they have four teams that they uh, are looking for. What uh, can you take a guess at the four teams they are focusing their expansion talks on? Houston, correct. SMU, no. Uh... Boise State. No. What conferences are these teams t- t- currently One's in? an independent and two are in the Notre same Dame? Conference. No. Uh, two are in the same conference. The other two are in the same conference as Houston, I think. Yeah, same conference as Houston. Uh, not Texas State. No, not Texas State. They should, though. Um, I don't know. You're going to have to give me the other UCF, one. Cincinnati, and then BYU. Oh, yeah, I knew BYU. Yeah. UCF and Cincinnati, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, I like that. I like I like when conferences and the teams are all in the same general region. Yeah. So BYU, fine, I can live with. Same thing with West Virginia being in the Big 12. I can't stand it. Um, They should go play in uh, the ACC or something. Uh. But uh, interesting. So Houston, say Houston, Cincinnati, UCF. Yeah, that's stupid. And, and BYU. BYU. But I don't Yikes. think any of this. Yikes. I mean, Cincinnati, I think, makes sense. If they're on this little run right now, uh, you know, of, of playing really good football, if they think it's sustainable, go ahead and jump in a, you know, a power five. Now, are you going to beat OU? Probably not. But or I guess OU's leaving the SEC or yeah. leaving the SEC anyway. So, yeah, I guess that doesn't matter. So, shit. Yeah, let her rip, kid. Go Cincinnati. Go win the Big 12. But what isn't the whole thing about the Big 12? So the the two flagship members, and look, there's no way Texas and Oklahoma see this, and they're like, all right, we'll we'll stay, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll stay a couple more. We'll stay that might even more. that might even push them out even quicker. We'll, we'll stay a couple more years. The whole thing for the Big 12 is we need funding, we need big time TV deals, and the whole the two schools that drive your conference are gone. I hate to say it, look, the Houston market. The Houston market, the top draws are Texas and Oklahoma, Texas and AM. Yeah. And Dallas, the top TV markets that drive the Big 12, the schools are Texas and OU. And then throw AM in there. Like adding Houston, yeah, it's the fourth biggest city in America, TV market in America, whatever it is. It's not, it's not getting they're they're not a team where they're gonna sit down and be like, all right, I'm sitting down today. I'm watching Prime, I'm watching Houston and TCU. I'm watching Houston at Baylor at 2:30 on ABC. That game gets a million views. Very good number, but not or 800,000 views whatever. A solid number but not the 3 4 3 million that a Texas game is going to get or an Oklahoma's game is going to get. And Cincinnati's not drawing those eyeballs, UCF isn't drawing those eyeballs, and BYU isn't drawing those eyeballs. That it's just whatever money they're getting, it's gone. 
so they can try to expand and and credit to them look they'll they'll bring up four teams into the into the power five but they're always going to be the worst power five team out there or the, the the worst power five conference out there no matter who they get the only way they stay it they stay in there as a pretty solid power five conference is if somehow texas and oklahoma uh, reverse course and 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 stay like that's the only thing that's going to happen and yeah. i guess it's i guess it's a good thing if you're baylor look i would say this if, if you're baylor and tech and throw kansas state and whatever all the other schools in there would you rather want would you rather you be the head honchos at the table which is tcu baylor and texas tech or would you want to go be, I don't know, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th on the totem pole in the Pac-12? Now, whatever would be the Pac-16 or whatever. And if you're Iowa State, would you rather be in this Big 12 and have more influence or would you rather go to the Big 10? That's the decision that they would have to make. And it seems pretty clear that they want to stay and be have more power there because – why would TCU, Baylor, and Tech not throw this bone to SMU? Because they don't want them in there. They they don't want them in there. They're, they're, they're making the decisions on who they want. That's that's why I think they're being like, hey, we see, a, we see something where we could get some power here. Yeah, it's going to be knocked down a little bit, but we're going to run our conference like, like we haven't had the chance to the last, I don't know, forever. Yeah, I mean, it's they want to be the big fish in the small pond, you know, because yes. they've they've been the small fish in the big pond for quite some time now. So they're not going to leave and go do that. Now it's like, hey, yeah, like you said, we're finally we're finally the head honchos here and we're finally gonna be able to do what we want when we want or kind of how we want. We don't have to listen to Texas and uh, OU anymore. We can start making our own decisions and kind of being the decision makers around here. So, yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense for for uh, those three schools that you mentioned to to feel that way and to do that. Um you know, but again, it's like, what does it really mean when you look at when you look at around when you look around the conference and, and the teams that we just mentioned of possibly being in there? Like, is it really is it really worth it? I think to some schools it is. Some schools it may not be. To some fans it may be worth it. To some fans it may not be. But you know, I kind of always look at it as quality over quantity. And just because you have twelve teams in there, does that make you a power five? I mean, not really. Obviously, you know, look at other group of five. Uh, even if you are Tech and and TCU and Baylor. So, I mean, even throw Kansas and Kansas State in there when it comes to, you know, basketball schools, you know, don't just look at this as a as a football school thing only, even though that is the driving revenue force. I get that. But uh, I don't know. It's it, it'll be interesting to see. I think I think the smartest thing is. I, don't, I wouldn't say the smartest thing, but I, I mean, if you're the Big 12, you're obviously not going to fold, but you're going to I don't understand why they wouldn't want to try to bring in some more schools that are in this this general region, you know, maybe. Like I said, you know, an SMU, Houston to throw that in there, um, but kind of keep it more more centralized. And that way, maybe you do get a bigger viewing audience because like as a UCF, you know, a tech fan or an a, or a tech fan or, or a Baylor fan, like they may watch Texas OU if their teams aren't playing. Is UCF watching tech versus Baylor if if. UCF isn't playing at that current time. No, is Cincinnati watching, you know, Baylor, West Virginia or, or you know, some of the Oklahoma State and and uh and kansas state or something like that are they watching those games if their teams aren't playing chances are probably not but okay so other than houston which is the team in there what other teams regional uh, smu and houston are the only two that would be able to pretty much stay in the big that would quote unquote regional the big 12 to what it is what other teams would bring in other than 
Like BYU is is a solid ad, I would say. But yeah, I would agree what, with BYU. BYU, what, I, like I said, I'm cool with for sure. But what other what other schools? The only one missing is, is, is SMU, and that's clearly a strong arm play by the other three Texas schools. You know, I would even I think I think uh, Boise State would be a better fit than than UCF or Cincinnati. But that's just not that's that's not really I would say a regional. No, I agree. Prob- I, I would say Boise's probably farther away from most schools than UCF. Definitely West Virginia, obviously. Um, wow. Okay. But if, we're, if you're saying UCF or Boise, I'd say UCF is probably closer to most of the schools than Boise. Maybe Utah? Or yeah, but they're not going to leave the big twelve yeah. or the Pac twelve. That's the whole right. thing. You're going to have to you're going to have to get teams that are from Group of Fives to to make the move to come up. But the only other team is regionally is is SMU that that isn't really in the in the because Arkansas. I think I think I think you take a swipe at uh, UTEP and Texas State. I I'm all aboard the Texas State <laughs> train. Get that Austin TV market. Um, I mean, they have the kid. They got the enrollment. Yeah. Like 35, 36,000 kids that go there. Who knows? Probably even more. Uh, what about right what about now. Rice? You think Rice would be something, somebody that that could bring in a little bit? Of, I mean, they just their 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 academic standards are just too high to be competitive in any sport, really. Other than baseball, their baseball teams are usually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that probably. I mean, maybe not a bad. Yeah, but I. You're, but then you're in Houston. That's the whole thing. It's. You're, yeah. you gotta get, you gotta get, you gotta get some names. You gotta get the best group of five names out there that are going to draw eyeballs and UCF Cincinnati. They are at least known good group of five schools. Yeah. I, they're outside of Boise. So, so that's what they're going for. And I think that's what you have to, I think that's what you have to try and do. And that's what they're going to try and do. I, again, I, I would rather go to the big 12 if I was tech Baylor TCU or try and go to the big 10. I, I would get out. I would be like, hey, you go to the Big Ten. You can make a ton of money there. You go to the Pac-12. We could be competitive there. And you get some cool trips for your fans. You go to L.A. potentially twice a year. You go to San Fran uh, once a year, depending on Cal, whatever. You can go to Arizona. Boulder is a great trip to go to. Seattle. If those, if those three teams leave, the Big 12 becomes a group of five conference. Would you not No, agree? for sure. That's what I'm saying. I would rather be in the one of the power power. The power four, four right. schools, rather than just be leading in a in a Big Twelve that no one cares about. Yeah. Because look, let's. It comes to to this. Nobody is going to say the Big Twelve is even in the realm of a playoff discussion when Texas and Oklahoma leave. Am I? Am I? Even even if it's expanded, you think they're gonna? You think their automatic qualifier is going to get a chance? Is going to get a bid? No. Yeah, I don't think it is. So your best chance to uh, succeed is going to be, I think, to go to the Big or to go to the Pac-12, or then peel off to go to the Big Ten. I think that's what it is. That's where you're going to get your more respect because no one's going to respect this Big Twelve. Agreed. Um, But all right, that's uh, there are one thing I forgot to mention on Monday. Uh, You mentioned that you needed a guy. You're 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 tired of Everton, even though they're got seven points. Second in the league right now through three games, uh, you're gonna uh, you you needed a guy, and Ronaldo when we talked last Thursday, rumored a Man City, then Man City said no, we don't want him. He's going to be back to United. Are you are you going to be a United guy? Let's go Red What's Devils. Your status? 
All right. I think this is perfect. You're already on the Yankees bandwagon. You're just adding yep. that Manchester City. You're adding, you're adding that Manchester United bandwagon. And that's and, what I needed. Hold on, hold on, hold that's on. That's what I needed. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then when Jamie gets Jackson to be a Cowboys fan, you'll probably just switch <laughs> and be the Cowboys fan. And you'll be the Yankees, Cowboys, uh, Man United fan. We'll just, we just got to somehow throw the Lakers. I mean, you're already... You, LeBron. We both do love LeBron, so the Lakers aren't far that far behind. Let's get one thing straight, Warren. Don't you ever, ever say I'll become a Cowboys fan. That'll be the last thing I ever do. <laughs> the the last thing. I would sacrifice my own son before I became a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Secondly, he will not be a Cowboys fan either. So we'll get that out of the way. Look, I get it. I get it. But this is what I wanted. Remember, and if you remember correctly. Going back to the whole Everton thing is I wanted like, kind of like a middle of the road team. I didn't want that, yes. you know, that that team that. But guess what? I am who I am. I got a taste of it. You know, obviously the Yankees haven't been very good. You know, getting the the postseason rush with the Suns again. Uh, for really well, yeah, you know, postseason rush again with the Suns. And the first time ever being in the finals with the Suns, it's like man, this championship feeling felt good. Let's run it back with Man U. Yeah, they got Ronaldo, who was a flop at Juventus. I, I wouldn't say a flop. They, they didn't win the league when he was there, and they didn't win the Champions League. That's the whole reason they brought him in there. I mean, it's... He it's, did it's score a ton of goals. He scored 36 goals last year, but the whole thing is they want to win. They don't care about his goal scoring. Well, I mean, hey, there's 10 other guys on the field. Let's do your job. <laughs> um, it is very funny. So when, like we said last Thursday, we talked about that he... Um, was... you know what? You know what really sucks. I was really looking forward to rocking that baby blue because that baby blue of Man City is is pretty pretty tasty. I like that. I like that that color. But uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to ride with the the Red Devils at, at Man U. And you know what? It is what it is. Let's bend it like Beckham. Um, the funniest thing was when when there, the rumors were that he was going to City, that people started uh, doing the a couple uh, 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 morons in England started burning the old Ronaldo jerseys. Oh, tough. <laughs> and he hasn't played there in 12 years. So they're like the throwback, like the f- way back from them or whatever. But yeah, they started burning the jerseys. And one of these YouTube guys, Mark Goldbridge, he's a, he's a Man United fan. He was just saying how disgusted he was in Ronaldo for going to city and like, he's just a traitor and like all this stuff. And then going bananas there. Look, the receipts on Ronaldo going to city when he never went there. And then the next day going to United are talk. You want to talk about chef's kiss. The receipts are out there and they are. But, I mean, glorious. come on. That's like the ultimate, that's like the ultimate sports fan. Right. I mean, like when I'm sure you, there's probably some receipts for you when LeBron left to go to Miami. And then, of course, but I've also yeah. said, I was, I was always willing to, let him come back. I mean, I, I, I think I've made that very, very clear. But Ronaldo didn't even—he didn't sign with City yet. It was just reported he was going to sign, and they were already—they were already going off on it. LeBron went to the Heat. And what? Well, that's when the say, Let's say what? What if like what if what if what if Baker was rumored to go to Baltimore, and then it was like, oh wait, no, I'm going to come back to to the Browns. Did he ever right. sign with Baltimore? Right, but that's what I'm saying. That like, if it was if it was rumored that he was going to go to Baltimore and they were the front runner, and all they had to do was just put the ink to paper and it was a done deal. Well, I mean, it, it depends. I probably wouldn't like that, but I wouldn't. But the rumors, I'd be like, oh, I hope he doesn't go to Baltimore. But until he signs on the dotted line, I'm not going to rip a guy. Okay. 
Yeah, I just I just think it's it's different when you're when you're rumored and then the people are saying, oh, it's close to a done deal or it's almost a done deal. If nothing is a done deal in football until in it's a done deal. European football until literally the names are signed on the dotted line. That is when it how many transfers have have were rumored with this guy. It's literally at the goal line and then the guy's gone. Another team pulls out what they call they just hijacks. Um it happens all the time. That's why I'm shocked that people got uh I don't want to say duped on it because it did seem like he wasn't gonna go to city, but they were so quick to get their takes out. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to all right. The first game is on uh uh, the 11th, they're on international break this week. World Cup qualifiers start tonight for the U.S. They're in uh, El Salvador, but they play Wolves, I think. I think United plays Wolves September 11th at like 10 a.m. or whatever. That's just 9 a.m. That's his, That's the first game, so we'll have to see if he's uh, – yeah, he'll obviously be in the starting 11. Yeah. But uh, all right, do you have anything else here before we uh, close out? One quick thing. I went to the uh, I went to the Rangers game on Tuesday night. Okay. Uh, my mom had bought my uh, younger brother Drew, who you know, bought him tickets back in March because his favorite player is uh, Nolan Arenado. Oh, tough. Uh, so she bought the tickets. Was like, you know, gonna surprise him, and not 36 hours later, Arenado was traded. <laughs> and so she texted me last week. I had totally forgotten about it. She texted me last week and was like, "Hey, are you still good to go to this game?" I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." So me and him went up there and, uh, you know, our seats weren't bad. We were in the, you know, not the lowest level, but the one right in the middle and probably up until like the second, the bottom of the second inning, I could count how many people were in our section. There was eight people in our section. Uh, really? Um, yeah. Not, 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 uh, not a packed house by any means. I thought about playing the 50, 50 raffle. Cause I was like, like, if I'm going to win, it's going to be this game. Cause there's not that many people here. Um, but it was funny because there was a guy that was walking up and from because we were we were like right in the middle of the section. There was a guy walking up from the lower part of it and he stops my brother. Well, my, you know, my brother and I were sitting there talking and he like just starts talking. He's like, hey, so what, what stadium you like better? You like this one or Coors Field? My brother is like, I mean, Coors Field is way nicer than this. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, started talking to him, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't have no skin in this game. I really don't care. And I go, are you a Cleveland Guardians guy? And he just stops and he looks at me. He goes, how'd you know that? And I go, I go, go Flyers. And he, go, and he looked at me again like, what? I was like, you got your Dayton Flyers hat on, huh? And he was like, and he take it, took it off and looked at it. He goes, oh, shit. He's like, how did you know that? And I was like, buddy, I mean, you should, I mean, come on. Mr. Ohio right here, you should know that. So, but no, I didn't say that. But uh, it was kind of funny. I just caught him off guard. And uh, and uh, then he, he just was like, you know, made quick small talk and walked away. But that was kind of a funny. He's a, he's a Indians fan over the Reds from Dayton? Yeah, that, that I know. Surprising. Yeah. yeah, I said, go. I said, are you a Guardians guy? And he, like I said, he like stopped dead in his tracks and looked at me because he wasn't wearing like any kind of paraphernalia of, of uh, that racist team. And uh, <laughs> and uh, like I said, was uh, was shocked when I when I correctly guessed that. Nice. That's, yeah, uh... but that, that was a funny little funny little quip, real quick. And then, like I said, there was absolutely nobody at that game. Yeah, they. Uh, I I didn't see the crowd yesterday, but I imagine on Thursday afternoon against the Rockies really wasn't the biggest draw out there. Yeah, they have. They're start. They're pitching. Their young pitchers have pitched pretty well. That they've called he, up. They they put some pretty good starts out there. Yeah, the guy that they had going on t- on uh, on Tuesday. I forget. I forget who it was. Um, it was like Alex something. No, that was was it Jordan Lyles? 
Is that is no? That... I don't think I don't I don't think it was him. Uh, They've called up like three young pitchers. Yeah, it was Jordan Lyles. It was Jordan Lyles. Oh, he pitched. Really, yeah, he pitched really well. Um, uh, that that both those teams are just really bad though. There's like probably like twenty guys left on base between the two teams, but there's nobody. Like you want to talk about team recognition? Like even the highest of Rangers fans probably knows like two of these guys on the, uh, on the roster right now. It's uh it's, it's tough going down there. Well, and, and the, and the all-star or all Garcia has literally just gone in the tank. Yeah. So, Oh, the second half burnout. But the, the thing about the Rockies, they have the most amazing home road splits this year. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do have the most amazing splits. They're a, they're one of the best teams in baseball at home, and then on the road, they're just atrocious. And they're still only, what, 10 games under 500 or whatever? Yeah. So, I mean, if they could just been, they aren't going to make confident. The, yeah, they would have been around 500. I'm pulling mm. up the splits there. They're 43 and 22 at home and 18 and 50 on the road. Jeez. Like, that is, they're, they're 61 and 72. They're, they're 11 under, and they've lost 50 games. On the road, and they've won. That is on. It really is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all right. That will do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We got the picks. We'll be back on either Monday or Tuesday next week. We'll figure it out then, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks everybody.